for great ideas and practical tools you can start using tomorrow to grow your business and separate you from the competition, you've come to the right place. If you're into B2B marketing and sales, then welcome to the one and only B2B marketing and sales podcast. With over 60 and counting total years in the trenches of businesses small and large, they have a plethora of knowledge and experience that generate you more leads, capture more clients, ring up more sales. Well, doggone it, just make you more money. How about that? Always thought-provoking, yet dubiously entertaining. Please welcome to their respective microphones across three time zones, your co-ringmasters, the Dave Loomis, and not the rock star, Steve Miller. Hey everybody, it's Steve Miller, better known as Kelly's dad and marketing gunslinger, and not the rock star. But, and with me, is a true rock star. As you always know, I've got, I've, I have got... I, I've got David Mayo Loomis in the house with me today, but he is better known as the Dave Loomis. And I call him Mr. Voice because of that. I mean, it's like, I don't know. You you, you remind me of Frank Sinatra and, uh, you, you know, those guys with the Perry Como. So, you know, my go-to song for karaoke happens to be my way my way yeah yeah oh you're the one yeah yeah you're the one okay yeah All except right. it sounds good to me <laughs> someday someday we will uh it sounds we'll, really we'll, good to me to me so yeah. uh yeah yeah so um uh, you know you you and i have not talked you know you've got a you've got your new grandpa you you know you got busy with that you 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 have clients. You were telling client, you know before we clients, came on, we were clients, just talking yeah. about a new client of yours. And let's give them a pet. Let me let's give a shout out to your new client. Who's your new client? Yeah, it's the Vehicle Services Group of Dover Industries. Dover. Yeah. Great, Dover Industries. Great and they have company. Great company. It's gonna be greater. It's so well run. Yeah. They're, and it's gonna be yeah, they just and it's gonna be better have. runner. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they're going to be, better, you know, firing and, on all cylinders. Yeah, in the vehicle services and it, group. Yeah, and it, they'll even add a cylinder after they start working with. They, them. they might, so, they might. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. because of that, we haven't really talked about what we're going to talk about this week. So I, I don't really have a topic. We, we Do you have something? I, that, I, I, I don't. Unfortunately, you don't I, have I, a topic. I, I, I'm all right. Yeah, all right, I, I mean, I'm going to find. I'm going to find. Do you have something? Do you for those of I you mean, that are you? for those of you that are listening, okay, and not watching? I'm looking around my office for something to talk about. Um, oh wait, here's something we can talk about. Um, how about this? How about we talk about this book? Okay, what's, the, what's that one here. called? This I can't book see is it. Called, I can see it right. I can see it really well because it's got orange on it, just ah, like, I, Very like, nice. just like Very I'm nice. wearing. Just like I'm wearing. Okay, and this book is called Marketing is Everything We Do. And it just so happens that we have the author with us today, specially flown in on uh, Spirit Airlines <laughs> to uh, uh, <laughs> visit with us today. Uh, and you happen to be that guy. Wow. What a coincidence. That's funny. We didn't have a topic last week, and we talked about your book, your new book. That's crazy. And then Stealing so. Genius. 
Stealing a genius. And, uh, and then um, now we can talk about my book. That sounds yeah. like a great idea. Why I know. Let's talk, about, let's talk about your book. Let's sell, let's sell some of your books. Let's, All right. let's do okay. it because I have to make a, I gave away uh, like 14 to my new client um, uh, good yesterday. For, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. That's the way to do it. Yeah, that's you what know. you do. You know, I had a new author. And, and, and for those of you, that, if you're authors or anything like that, give away as many books as you can. Don't sweat how much it costs you to give them away. All right. It's your best marketing brochure. All right. So don't don't lose sleep over that. So anyway, so marketing is is every everything we do. Now, you know, I read this months ago when you and I first started, you know, first got connected. Right. You know, I went and got it. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, and you can tell I, I went and got it because it's not signed. All right. So uh, uh, I'm uh, which, sorry. You know, I have to sign, like send a, you a signed copy. No, no, no. I'll, I'll send this one back to you. Um, so anyway, and I, and, and I, and I got to tell you, you know, I really liked the book and I, and if I hadn't liked the book, we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. That's probably true. Do, yeah. do you have it on your bedside table for quick reference? Uh, I usually do, except, uh, Kay's been, Kay's been, uh, you know, pounding through this thing. Recently, I see. I, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. So it's, it's on her side of the bed and actually I had to go get it and put it down here so I could act like I found it down here. Yeah, there so, you go. uh, so anyway, so let, let's, we're going to talk about this because this is a, you know, you, you know, you and I, we share a lot of things that we both agree on and stuff like that. But at the same time, when you read our books, you're going to still, you're going to hear different, a different voice yes. in the books. And it's, and, and it starts right with the title. Okay. You know, I, I, I make up language, you know, with uncopyable and stealing genius and stuff like this, but this thing, it tells you what, what what is really really important? It does. Basically, basically, this is the whole book. All right, that the, yes. the title of marketing is everything we do. So tell, I want to hear right. I, I want to hear up front first. Okay, where did you learn this, or where did you you know come up with this idea, this concept, yeah. and what what do you mean by that? So start. Let's start with where did the where did the the phrase marketing is everything we do? Where did that? Yeah. Come well, from? you'll you'll love this because I stole it. I, 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 so, so I you love, love it, it all, yes, so you love, I love it, already. it already. I love, love it already. already. I do give credit to the person I stole it from. Mm -hmm. uh, his name was Cliff Knowles, and Cliff and Ann Knowles owned a little marketing firm that uh, I worked for uh, in Chicago. And, and uh, it was, a, it was fun times. It was a little startup firm in uh, the heart of downtown Chicago by the L Tracks. In a in a loft building in the early days of they loft offices. They don't call it offices. the L tracks in Chicago. They call it the L. It was next to the L. It's yeah, just next to the L. Yeah, yeah you, but yeah. for people for people who don't live in Chicago or haven't been around, that's Chicago, why I said you have it to that tell way. them L tracks, right? That's why I said it that way. Yeah, yeah. above ground subway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The L. Yeah. Elevated. Elevated. So uh, so we um. We did a project. We were doing a big, big project. Um, it really, Cliff and Ann were with um, Sears Logistics Services. So oh. people don't know this, but um, they had an old, a whole arm of Sears that used to do their home delivery. Ah. And uh, and and so they were. They would contract out to local delivery companies in different places, 
and those local delivery places would do the home delivery of the uh, furniture that you bought at Sears or the appliances or all sorts of things. And of course, you're, you're going to completely relate to this because when that person or couple people deliver that merchandise, they make an impression on the customer. Yes. And they're supposed to represent Sears. And what was happening was they, it was very inconsistent. It was, uh, it was all over the place. It was, um, they, they would show up and they didn't look good. Uh, they were wearing, you know, ragged clothes and they smelled like smoke because they were smoking in the truck and, and they were probably swearing and, you know, <laughs> chewing tobacco and spitting into the corner of the customer's house, things like my, that. My, my kind of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, C- Cliff and Anne basically went on a national tour training all of the home delivery, the actual drivers. No kidding. Of home delivery. And the whole theme of the training was marketing is everything we do. Wow. And, and what, what does that mean? Well, it means that, that uh, you know, the, those people, the, the, the delivery people, if you ask them, well, what is marketing? They would probably say, I don't know. Or they might say, well, it's those brochures that, that you hand out because we used to print brochures in the old days. Uh, or they'd say, oh, it's those Sears TV commercials that I see. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, that's great because it gives us business. Um, that's marketing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And Cliff tried to explain, well, not really. Uh, anytime a customer comes in contact with the company, that's marketing. And because it's giving an impression of the brand, and the brand, as you know, is a promise of an experience. Right. And so they wanted to uh, teach people that. And I never forgot it. Mm-hmm. I never forgot that phrase. I never, I was a true believer from the very beginning in that concept. And then I taught um, a class for, um, at uh, a case, Weatherhead uh, School Management for a few years. Uh, it was a business school class that I taught at night while I was working. And <laughs> every other slide, <laughs> practically, but every class for sure flashed either at the beginning or randomly in the middle or at the end or all, mm-hmm. I would have this phrase up there. And um, by the end, they were just so sick of hearing about it. You know, they could recite it, everybody, mm-hmm. you know, because it was, it was the point I was trying to make. And I've heard from students. One student um, uh, got a job because she explained to the person interviewing her that marketing is everything we do. And she told me about that whole, that whole thing. And then I just had breakfast um, earlier this week with uh, a former student who now works at maybe ICI Paints or something like that in product management, very successful mm-hmm. person. And, uh, and he told me, he said, you know what? Um, the one thing from all of business school, any class, mm-hmm that I A, remember, and B, use all the time, is that phrase. Yeah. And I can understand that. 
I can totally understand that. And, and, and it, cause like you say that it's, it's one of those, it's, it's one of those, it's like a mantra. Uh, yeah. and, uh, that, that absolutely, if you, if you embrace it and believe in it and practice it and live it, then it can make a difference. Yeah, it really can. And I'll just say one more thing about it and then I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet and, let you ask something All I'm going to do is ask questions. So. Yeah. So if somebody is listening right now and wants to know how to apply this to their own business, all I can say is pay attention to every single little detail of your business. The, the packaging, the, the, the communication, the way someone answers the phone, the, the, it, it, there is nothing that should not be considered um, from the eyes of the customer. And, and you can just continually improve and fix things and, and make them better and better. Right. Yeah. And so, I completely, I completely, yeah. what, you, you just reminded me of a, uh, and I cannot remember his name. I know he was like a, some guy named sir or something Lake, the guy who uh, had uh, Airbus uh, started air, air, the Airbus airlines. Okay. Uh, no, not Airbus. Was it, oh, it was called Airbus, I think. Are you years ago? Okay. What am I? What? No, 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 no. I, oh, go, go okay. Ahead, go anyway, ahead. he said he was he was well known for saying, if the flip down trays are dirty, that means you don't maintain your engines. And so, so in other words, everything walks the talk. Okay. You know, you you know, if you want these people, if if people. Turn turn a flip tape tray down on on the airplane and it's dirty. They might think, "Oh my gosh, I'm never flying this airline again," you know, because if this is dirty, they they don't take care of the engines, and I don't want to be on an airplane that they're not taking care of the engines, you know. So um, so like you say, everything walks the talk, and it doesn't yes. matter where it is. It, it doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter if there is some kind of touch point. Uh, um, and I don't remember. I'm blanking on the name of the book too. That John Carlson, when he was CEO, oh, of, moments of truth. Moments of truth. See, that's what you're talking about. Are you talking about that? That everything is a moment of truth. Yes. Now, every every time you can, every time you touch the customer or the prospect, or have some kind of communication, and that's why, and, and that's why the phrase "marketing is everything." You know that, that we do is so powerful. Now, one of the things that I notice in the book, though, that, that you you don't spend as much time talking about marketing the product as much as you talk about um, about the the customer. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's true. I, I suppose I never really thought about it, but but um, well, but you but you talk about you know you know the the service. You know, start taking care of the customers and Truth. and all this. This is all marketing, right? Yeah, it all and, goes together. Uh, yeah, that, but you that, that's have to, you, you actually do have to have the right product. <laughs> well, I'm not okay. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to fight that part. But but uh, uh, you have to. I mean, you certainly have to have a product that that the yeah. uh, that, that the, the people want and agree that they want. Yes. Okay. But at but then like it, see part of this is also that they have a choice. You know, they can either, uh, they can choose you, they can choose a competitor, they can choose an alternative, or they can choose to do nothing. That is true. All right. 
So when you talk about marketing kind of from that perspective, now I know, you know, I know, you know, uh, uh, you know, I said you, you sort of stress service, um, but you, you kind of talk about, um, you, you, uh, let me, let me skip to a, a, a point that you make in the book that I thought was really interesting because what, because we're talking about as a business, we need to, we need to embrace, embrace this. Yes. Okay? But how do we, how do we, you see, how do we get there to where we understand mm-hmm. that it's everything that we do? And, and you talked about, and it, I don't know if this relates to it or not, but you talk in there about outcome statements, mm-hmm. about, you know, so, so you're kind of, yes. you're kind of defining the marketing part and, how, yes. and what you should be doing and how you should be talking to your customers and stuff like yes. that. Yes. So let me bridge the gap that you just Thank you. explained. <laughs> Or just pointed I just, out. I just pointed, created po- a gap. You I don't pointed know. out a gap. Yeah. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna bridge it really quickly here because Super. the the subtitle of the book is how serving others brings success in business and in life. And so there's the term that's service, that service part I was talking about. Serving is in there. Service. I'm right? sorry. I should use the word but, serving. But what I not service. What I would argue. Yeah. Is that if you are truly serving your customer or customers, or prospects, or what have you, then what you're doing is you're trying to help them. You're, you're trying to walk in their shoes. You're trying to understand what they need, what they're trying to accomplish, what their problems are, what their challenges are, etc. And then if you're good at what you're doing, you're solving something for them that's uh, better than other alternatives. Now, how do you get there? And part of that has to do with the outcome statement that, I'm, that I talk about. And that, that act, actually, I, I, I stole that too. Everything that's, that's great is, is stolen. And yep, I got yep. this one from, from Tony Ulwick um, from the consulting firm Stratagen. And there's something outcome-driven innovation that he talks about. And, um, and he came up with an outcome statement, idea. But a lot of people have... Um, have uh, picked up on this and moved it forward in many, many ways, and rightfully so because it's, it's extremely helpful. So when you're speaking with a customer about their needs, uh, what we want to do is drive to the conversation to better understanding what it is they're trying to accomplish and w- w- in many ways. Um, there, there can be many outcome statements related to a customer's needs. And uh, what most often happens in, in, when you talk to customers is um, either you fall into a trap and you start selling, <laughs> or you fall into a trap and you start solving and you try and actually solution something right there with them mm-hmm. in the moment. But what you really should be doing is spending your time um, uncovering these different outcomes and then confirming with them what the outcome statement is. So I'll just give you um, I'll give you an example. Here's just a, a, an example. So so you make con- you can make conveyor belts. You make conveyors that unload iron ore from a big iron ore ship. And, you know, these are black granules of iron ore that they're they're all in the hold of this giant ship and it's got to get out of there and it's got to get 
onto the ground into a big pile that then gets thrown into a steel mill and used in steel making process. Mm -hmm. So if you make that conveyor, uh, there's a pretty good chance that, that that customer is going to talk to you about problems that they're having. And the customer is most often going to give you their ideas of how to fix it. So they're going to say things like, oh, you know what? Um, Could you get a turbo booster on this? And the salesperson goes, well, heck yeah, because everybody's telling me that. So I'm going back and I'm telling our product managers, they got to get a turbo booster on this. They also say, you know what? Um, Could you, and they're going to draw a little picture on a napkin at dinner and say, you know, I've got an idea for you to redesign the uh, the the little um, you know uh, the conveyor belt um, pattern on the on the, the rubber catches because uh, you know it, it, this would be better. Or I think you ought to put a support beam underneath the conveyor in this place. Those are all potentially good ideas, but. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe those aren't the right ways to do it. But what is the customer really trying to tell you? Well, if you, if you turn it around and suggest an outcome statement and confirm it with them, that's the best thing that you can do because then your R&D can work on it and they can throw the customer's idea into the hopper. Um, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but, but, and that might be the answer or part of the answer, but it, there might be something completely different or out of the box. So the outcome statement for the things that I just said is, I want to maximize, uh, I want to maximize, I want to minimize time required for the iron ore to move from the boat to the shore. Mm-hmm. In other words, that's about speed. But maybe there's a different way to do it, Right. A turbo booster, that's just the obvious thing. Oh, just make the engine faster and it goes faster. But maybe there's something different. I want to um, uh, maximize the weight, uh, you know, the uh, capacity, weight capacity of the um, of, of that um, conveyor. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, the customer said put a support beam under it, but, you know. I want to um, minimize iron ore slippage on the conveyor at a certain when it's at a certain angle. Okay, let your R and D guys read, you know, design the pattern on the rubber. So mm-hmm. you guys, I think you get the idea. That's well, you know, that's what let, outcome statements are all yeah, about. Let me and, and and let me ask you this, okay? Because when you talk about like, oh, if they say put a turbo booster on, yep, all right. The salesperson comes back and says, I need you to put a turbo booster on this. Yep. Okay. And and you say and you ask the question, why? <laughs> the salesperson's answer is going to be because I can sell a lot of those. Oh yeah. All right. Now that th- what you're saying is the answer should be when they when they ask why should I do that? The answer should be. Because that is the best solution for our customer. Okay. All right. Because that will take care of the, the problems that our customer have. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say one, I'm going to um, uh, plus that. 
Yeah, I'm going to say or, you're going to plus or, me, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to do something. I don't know what it is that I'm about to do, but <laughs> you, you tell me afterwards. When, when, the, um, when the customer tells that salesperson, uh, hey, put the turbo booster on, instead of just writing that down and taking it back to the home office, that salesperson should say, tell me more about that. Right. Uh, why? How would that help you? And when that problem happens, what's the impact on you? How does, what, what's the impact on your business? And yeah. they're going to, you know, they're going to get more information about it. Yeah. So sure. we even start to build what is the value of doing this. And then right. when the salesperson gets back, they can go ahead and say, hey, the customer told me to, you know, that we need a power, a, a, a turbo booster. And we've heard this a lot. And what's behind it is that they want to um, uh, minimize the time required to, you know, unload this. Or right. because they have um, uh, limited time, and and I'm told that it's um it's a million dollars, you know, a, a oh, you know right. an hour. Yeah. So yeah. we could take that. We could reduce their operating costs by, you know, doing blah blah blah. Yeah. So so what I'm hearing is that um, see, yeah, and we we call this a marketing situation. The reason why we and. Actually, you know what? I'm going to stop right there because I want to ask you this, right? You, because we're referring to salespeople conversations. Yeah. Like a salesperson having a conversation. Yeah. But the book is about marketing. Okay. How do I, how do I, how do I balance this in my head? How do I justify this in my head? The Because, uh, I mean, I have an answer, but yeah. I want to hear, I want to hear if you have something to say about that. Yeah, well, well, marketing is everything we do. So everybody in the company really does marketing, whether they know it or not. Including the salespeople. Including the salespeople. And the reason why this is marketing is because marketing is just exchanging goods. It's a trade. Um, you're trading something of value for someone else. That's where it, the word even came from, going to the market going to the market square and mm -hmm. you take your goods that you grew or that you made or whatever, and you go and you trade them. And that happened even before there was money, mm -hmm. um, tribes and things like that, mm -hmm. trading things, and you wouldn't make an unfair trade. So to make a fair trade, to actually optimize what you get in return, the thing that you make, you ask the customer what they need and you do a better job of creating something that's of value to them. To me, that's marketing. Yeah, and and I agree with that one, one hundred percent. My because when I hear a salesperson, or, you know, and, and this is a this is a wrap on salespeople, but please don't think this is a wrap because I used to be a salesperson and I made these mistakes myself. You know, where I might be talking to somebody and they might say, "Hey, you put a turbo boost in this, uh, um, and it will uh, make a big," you know, and and yep. and and. and and the rest of the sentence that is not necessarily said is, and I'll buy that from you. Okay. You put a turbo boost runner and I will buy that from you. And all the salesperson hears is I will buy that from you. All right. Uh, when what the salesperson should be doing is thinking down the road. All right. Thinking past this moment and thinking, okay, yeah, he might buy, you know, he might buy this, but is this actually 
going to solve his problem? Is this actually going to take, is this something that would, that others would be interested in too? So like you said, like you were saying that yeah. he should be taking this conversation past, you know, just that simple statement. Yeah. Way, way past. The other thing is that's actually one of the, the real errors that people, that, that companies make by just sort of um, automatically responding to customer requests. Um, it seems counterintuitive because you're like, oh, I got to do exactly what the customer asked for. But sometimes that can involve time and money and investment on your part. And the customer says they'll buy it. But how do you, <laughs> how do they even know? They don't even know how much what they requested is going to cost yeah. and what impact that's going to have on the price. Yeah. And you shouldn't even be pricing that way anyway. You should be pricing on the value that you're delivering, which that's was right. another one of our episodes. Yep. So, yeah. But this this goes into that, and I, I incorrectly used the word service earlier when I, I was saying this. You, you were talking, no, you were talking about serving. Yes. Serving. And, I, and, and the reason why I'm kind of kicking myself right now is because I have often said to people, we should stop using the term customer service. We should be, we should be thinking in terms of customer serving. Those are oh, two. I love that. Very I'm going to steal that. There we go. Here we go again. Okay. All right. But, but now I'm going to take it to where you talk about a, a, a term that you can, that, that now, I, as far as I can tell, you came up with this term. I, I did. I did. I've Googled did the heck out of it. from somebody else. You yeah. came up with the term servant innovation, right? That is correct. Servant innovation. Yes. Now, where did that come from? How did you come up with it? And how does it fit into this conversation? Well, I, I, I love the, the servant leadership was a term that I didn't come up with. That was, came, uh, that was 50 years ago when that was actually come up with by a, a guy who retired from GE and wrote a little pamphlet. That's what it was called back then. I'm going to write a pamphlet <laughs> on, the, on this idea. And originally, servant leadership was about how leaders and organizations should sort of put themselves on the same level as everyone that works at the company and really serve even those employees. It was more of an internally focused concept at the time. Um, to sort of combat the fact that, oh, there's some, you know, founder or leader or CEO that's in an ivory tower that can't be bothered with, you know, all the peons that work at right, the company. Right. And so this was a real turnaround. But so I, I took that, I, re I read a lot about servant innovation and I, I took this um, concept and I said, okay, let's make it go outward towards customers. And that a company in general and individuals at a company should be literally servants, servants, servants to our customers. Right. Why not? Right. And how could that apply to innovation? And what I was, what I thought was that there's two parts to it to make it work. Um, one is you have to do what we were just talking about, which is, really keep your finger on the pulse of what those customer needs are. Mm -hmm. And you need to be able to turn on a dime if necessary to change even what the main product or service that your company does because the world changes and, mm -hmm. and, and their needs change and companies get stuck uh, by, they get stuck because 
uh, something that they build is very popular. So they build more of it. And then they build factories that cost a lot of money to build and tool and pay rent. And they hire a bunch of people to go out and sell those that stuff. Yep. And they get caught because there's overhead to all that. And they can't turn in on a dime. That's the cash cow, right? That's right. the that, that that's their bread and butter. So how can they turn? How can they not sell that anymore? Mm-hmm. So so we'll just we'll we'll do a little incremental stuff on the side to keep current, but we're going to keep our cash cow going. Right. And there right. Th- there goes you know a hundred examples of what you can think of of products that have gone out of favor and companies that have that have gone under because right. they just didn't see the writing on the wall. So there's right. two, two, to me, there's two parts of servant innovation. One is you have to have um, uh, your finger on the pulse and you need to really get out there and be sh- sure of what, you know, what's happening with your customer base or prospects and that sort of thing. And, and so, but it's not enough to come up with that idea of where, where you want to pivot or pirouette, as you say. Thank you. Yep. Uh, you also have to have the foresight to create a cost structure in your company that's more flexible. So plan for the future. So, you know, it, to the extent that you can rent space instead of own it, or even use contractors um, instead of full-time employees, or just have it in your in your plan and your strategic plan that, hey, if we had to pivot or pirouette, we would be able to do it because we have a flexible cost structure that allows us to change things up if necessary. That's And, and, and that is an important uh, component of, of marketing is, is the ability to do all of that stuff because sell it, sales, you know, you know, it's the old, it's that old adage of, uh, you know, ask the customer what he wants and then give it to him. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, and that's selling. That's selling. But that, that is, that is a short term view of business. It's a, sh- it's a short term view of creating long term relationships. Uh, uh, and, um, you know, and I think it's a short-term view of of taking care of the customer. Yeah, yeah, and so so that that's well, this is this is sort of the long view for sure because you don't you know sort of change your cost structure overnight. But if you're a new company starting up, or you're you've got a spinoff or something like that, just do from the beginning. Um, now sourcing is part of that too. So sourcing things instead of owning them or building them mm-hmm. yourselves. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's risks involved in everything right now where we've, if you're listening, this is um, May of 2022 when we're require when we're recording this and uh, there's supply chain issues all over the world right now uh, that have fouled things up for people. Yep. Yep. So you can go too far. You can source too much. Or if you single source from somewhere like China or Russia or something, uh, you might be in trouble. That can bite you in the butt too. Correct. All right. So wrap this up for me with uh, um, 
what 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 would you say the whole and, and it might just be back to the title again is that it is what is the message from your book i would say walk in your customers shoes as much as possible and and be a servant to them and it and it does go back to the title obviously marketing is everything we do but but but, but underneath that the reality is check your ego at the door mm-hmm. be as humble as you possibly possibly can because you know what when you do that it feels so much better and you, because and you're going to you're you'll be built up because of all the great things that you're doing for that customer instead of them yelling at you and giving you poor uh, scores on your net promoter score and all that. <laughs> you're just going to get love. You're going to get love from those customers. You're going to get, you know, all those letters that are going to pour in emails. and That's right. Great. And I know you know, love net promoter score, so you'll get high I, net promoter I, score, which is obviously the whole purpose of business is business. to get a high net promoter score. That's right. The whole purpose is so. Yeah. All right, now I'm going to flip. Uh, we're we're going to flip the script here because we are out of time. All right, and, you're going to take us out. And I'm going to take us out. All right, because I've done a lot of talking. I know, I know. You've done the talking, and this has been, you know, your your thing. So I think that I should take us out. I brought us in. I'll take us out. Uh, um, if you have not gotten the book, uh, marketing is everything we do. You should go get it. Go get it. And um, and if it, if if you read it like I did. Uh, you will you will highlight practically every page, and I and I use little post-it flags on it. Well, I got so many flags waving, you know, on my on my book. You know, I mean, they're just all kinds of flags waving on the, on that book there. And uh, uh, you'll love it. You'll you you will thank me for it. You will actually call me and thank me for it. So uh, uh, so yeah, anyway, Steve so, didn't even write it. And that's right. You know, yeah. and then and then I'll have to pass your thanks on to. Okay, right. The to love, Dave. the love you'll get. That's right. You yes. know, because you know Dave is well known. He's he's Mister Voice. He's would, the I, voice. But I would start with Steve. Thanks, Steve. Okay, yeah, you know, I'll I'll be the conduit. Yeah, okay? please do. You know, so uh, this has been another episode of the Marketing and Sales Broadcast <laughs> podcast broadcast. I will never get it. Right. Don't forget B two B. The B2B Marketing and Sales Podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, and we appreciate you joining us. If you like us, please like us and, and share us and subscribe and comment and, and tell your friends and give us away as a gift to somebody else. You know. And until, until then, uh, uh, for Mr. Voice, Grandpa Dave, David Mayo yes. Loomis. Uh, I'm Steve Miller, better known as Kelly's dad, marketing gunslinger, not the rock star. And we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the one and only B2B Marketing and Sales Podcast. The source for B2B Marketing and Sales Insights. If you enjoyed the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave these old guys a five-star rating. Check the show notes for any links and contact information. You can always contact us by going to B2BMarketingSalesPodcast.com. Thank you and keep on marketing. Keep on selling. 